Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Witches Tea Party Season 2. So I am solo. Um, Elle has returned to Darwin, woo, after her adventures around Australia. And we will be back on air together very, uh, very soon, very shortly. Um, so I just felt compelled to come on air today because yesterday I settled in court for a family um, custody issue over our son. And I was talking to the lawyer a lot down the pub because a lot of women uh, are leaving toxic relationships. A lot of marriages are falling apart. A lot of divorces are happening. It's as if the light is being shined upon all of us and we can no longer hide or cover up um, things that we don't want to see, right? It's like the torch is being shined and you get to see everything. But that's great because it means it can be healed. So what can I, little old me, Amanda, bring new to this topic? Because we hear about it all the time. We know what toxic relationships are. Lots of us will deny that we've ever been in them or that we are in them. And I wanted to just explore that with you especially based around the fact that I was able to look at my ex yesterday in the eyes, even though I was shaking inside, I still looked him in the eyes he, and I was sitting down. He smirked at me like I knew exactly he would. I knew it. I knew I'd see that smirk. There's no uh, sadness or compassion or remorse. There's absolutely nothing in those beady eyes it's literally just a smirk, like F you. And you know what? For the first time, I was able to smile right back. And I walked out of that courtroom laughing. I felt so free because everybody saw him. The barristers, the judge, the law my lawyers, everybody saw what a complete and utter bleep he is. And the fact that he doesn't really want to fight for his child and he just wants this minimal bullshit fucking play. It's it's just pathetic. And like I said on a video, it's not about winning. It's not about uh, fighting each other. Um, it's, it's what is best for the child, right? And to show how much you love them. And he'd already agreed that he's better off with me. He already submitted a, sorry, two-page affidavit against my 30-page affidavit. He knew. Now, he didn't do it because um, this was how he thought he was going to get more time with his son. Let's be real here. He did it because he knew he didn't stand a hope in hell because he knew he was in the wrong. And he still hasn't taken any action to show that he's really serious about parenting. And um, it breaks my heart because our son deserves so much. But rather than me going on and on and on about this, the whole point of this is that when you are free and you have walked away, to me, it's a conquering. Because if you've been in a relationship, it doesn't matter whether it's physical abuse, mental abuse, psychological abuse, um, spiritual, emotional abuse, right? Abuse is abuse full stop doesn't matter which, which form it comes in. Denim is denim. doesn't matter if it's a denim jacket, denim jeans, denim shorts. It's still denim, right? That is the crux of it. So when you have walked away from any kind of abuse, that's the start of your journey, my friends, because 
then there's all these other obstacles to go through where you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested like a fuck. They're going to get the hooks to draw you back in. They're going to lay on the guilt. You, If you've got children involved, you're going to feel guilty over them that somehow you're breaking the family up or you should stay together for them. Or, you know, uh, when you are the person with the big, compassionate, amazing heart full of love and you give and you're doing the right thing, you are the one that's going to feel, feel guilty right? My ex swans around, doesn't give a shit because he will never take accountability for his actions or his behavior or how that affects anyone else around him. So it works for him. If he was to feel any kind of guilt, he would actually crumble down and actually work through his shit, right? So these are the tests that are going to come up. But here's the thing, my friends, <laughs> and I don't usually usually use that, that phrase um, very often, but I say my friends because you are my friends, because I want you to hear that I believe in you and that you can do this. Now, I'm not trying to break up marriages here. Don't get me wrong. And when you're in a wholesome, loving relationship where you both show up, you both do the work, you're both committed to trying and making and resolving Yes, that's fantastic. That's where our work is as human beings. But as soon as that is toxic, when there's cheating that's involved, one of you's got these this mental instability or you know like it it is like we need to open our eyes and know that you're worth more. Okay? We cannot heal and fix other people. If two people are showing up and saying let's heal ourselves together that is very very different from staying in a toxic toxic abusive relationship yeah so in my case absolutely 100% and so many other one uh, other of my female friends we are healers we are fixers we think that we can have so much love within ourselves that we will make the other person see how good it is if we can just love them better if we just show them how much we can accept them, to love them unconditionally, it will change everything and they will change and everything will be okay. And deep down we know, we always know and we can play the charade and it will just be a matter of days or weeks or years but eventually it will end. Otherwise it will destroy you. You'll feel so suffocated, like you're shriveling up inside, like you don't even know yourself anymore. And it doesn't matter how honourable you think what your actions are that you're doing, you think that you're taking on the suffering for the rest of the family, uh-uh. No siree. You have to take care of number one, first and foremost, to be the best role model you can be for your children. Because if you stay in that toxic, abusive relationship, what are you teaching your children? You're teaching them to do the same thing. And this is where we must break the cycle. This is why the divine feminine is raising up her awesome, amazing goddess screaming head of hers and saying, enough. Generations before us stayed in really abusive relationships because one, most of the time women didn't get a choice. We weren't able to earn or be independent like men are or like we can now in this time and time and age. It didn't work. 
all that happened was that children grew up seeing their, and it could be, it's either way, you know, their mum or dad suffer in silence. And then once the kids have grown up and walked away, even if they've grown old together, they still just look back and go, what a waste. Look what my parents done. It still caused them pain and hurt. And I really want you to understand that by you suffering and being in pain, you're not taking on the burden of the family. You are causing your children more pain and suffering than if you have the balls to break that cycle, go through the hardship. And I know it's fucking hard. I know it's hard to the point where you think you're going to break. But guess what? And here's the good news. You do not break. You only grow stronger. It's as if you're a tree and there's a storm and there's dry heat and there's things ripping off your bark. People are chopping off your branches. You think there's no way that you can survive this. Even the earth is depriving of nutrients. How is this tree going to survive? But you know what? You just do. And the rain comes to nourish you. And then new shoots and leaves do grow. And it does take time. And it is painful. And it is fucking hard. But you know what? When you are growing up towards that sunshine and you can see that blue sky again, it is the most amazing reward ever. And there's nothing like this feeling of being free and being that, that you have grown and evolved and you've come through it and you are indestructible. Nothing can stand in your way anymore. You've done it. You have come through this. And any other obstacle after, after this doesn't seem that big anymore. It really doesn't because of what you've had to go through, because you've used your voice, you've stood up and said, no, you will not treat me or my family or anybody else around me in this way again. It stops now and it is up to you to set that boundary. It is up to you to make that statement. Only you can reclaim your power. Only you can own it and take it back. Do not waste time feeling guilty or ashamed that it's happened. It's done. You can work on that later and go into your inner self to know that you will not attract that again back in your life. And if you do, that's okay because now you can see it. You'll be able to identify narcissists, control freaks, toxic abusers. You can identify them like that because you've been there and you stood up to them. And you do get back to yourself before the relationship tore you down. You do because I've been through it. Now, mine was relatively short. I was with him for two years. I left when my son was eight months. We've been through court for three years. But it's taken me four years to feel like myself again. And I tell you what, it feels fucking amazing. Fucking amazing to be out the other side. So yes, you may have been in a marriage for 10, 20 years. But you still reclaim your power. You reclaim yourself. You feel so much lighter. You have so much more energy. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm losing my voice. So much more energy. 
It's amazing. It's awesome. It's worth it. That's the thing you've got to remember. And you've got to do whatever it takes. When I moved to Australia, that was my mantra. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, I will do this. And I left when the refugees were full. <clears throat> I left with no job, no money, no income, <clears throat> no family. My friends lived two hours away. And I refused to go back. This was where I wanted to live. This was where I wanted to settle down. I had social workers meet me telling me that there's nothing they can do to help me because of my visa status. <clears throat> and you know what? I doesn't matter which way you say this, whether you want to say God provided or the universe provided or that I manifested. Because I was brave enough to walk the righteous path, and I'll say righteous, I don't really like that word, but the right path, the middle path, the way of the light, you know, to do what is best. I was prepared to be homeless with my baby boy if it meant getting away from that man who attacked me that night and who had been berating me, humiliating me, criticizing me, threatening me for two years. And then to start doing it in front of my son. Whatever it takes. I knew I was safer on the fucking streets of Newcastle than what I would be in that house with that man. And God, spirit, universe, karma, however you want to package it up, <clears throat> showed up and everything just slotted into place because I refused to back down. I got my ass back into work with a massage clinic. I hunted and applied for so many, so many places to live. I got turned down and turned down and turned down. There was one place I had my heart set on, I applied three times. I'd sell my soul in order to get that bloody house <laughs> and I still couldn't get that bloody house. And then things, and I remember actually looking up, this was a really poignant part and this is the spirituality of this, is to pray, is to connect and to surrender. Now that is, that I say that with a double-edged sword there, you have to take action. You have to take steps every day. And yes, it's going to exhaust you to your bones. You're not going to eat properly. You're going to be on adrenaline overload. You're going to go into that really deep, dark place. But you will get through. It's only temporary. Because at the same time, you have to surrender and let universal love and the divinities help you. Yeah, you got to ask for that help. And I did. I looked at um, a house. Well, I wasn't even allowed to look at the house share because I turned up with a baby and he wasn't even, he's like, nah, you're not even going to come in with a baby. We've never had a baby here. There's like a share of like six or 10 people. It was like a, an old church that had been converted, I think. So everyone had their own um, studio. And he was like, oh no, well, you can't even look around because you've got a baby. I was like, why, what, what difference does that make? It, 
I need this, right? I thought, I'm not even going to tell him my whole story. I'm just saying, like, why are you discriminate, discriminating about me right now? Well, we've just never had a baby. You know what? I didn't even have the strength in me to argue with him and go, just because you haven't, why can't you start now? You know, I've got that firepower in me now because I'm strong again. But back then, I literally, I just, my eyes welled up with tears and I walked away. I turned the pram around and was like, I'm screwed. I cannot get a place on my own. I haven't been er earning any money. I've got no proof of income because I've been pregnant. I haven't been working for over a year. I'm at my most vulnerable position I could have ever been in my entire life. As well as being on a temporary visa in the country, the opposite side of the world. My parents didn't give me any money to bail me out. I had nothing. I had no resources. And I literally walked across a park under this big tree and I literally looked up and said, am I being punished? God, are you punishing me for something? Like, have I got some really fucking bad karma that I'm having to work through right now because I'm all out? I'm all out. And what are my choices? Like, please help me. And then I received the phone call from a nun. Hi, I can help you. You can come and live in this shared house that's just for women and children. And it's for people with immigration issues. Honestly, it was like, it was. God intervened right then and went, there you go, there's your solution. Because I was big enough and bold enough and courageous enough to hand over that power and go, fucking help me. If there is a God, I've only done this twice in my life. If there is a God, then show yourself to me now. Fucking help, because this is when I need it, right now. And you know what? Both times both times I've been given accommodation when I've been out on the streets. Now, I'm not, I can't say that I'm Christian. I can't say that I belong to any denomination. I'm not Muslim. I'm not Islam. I'm, I'm mostly Buddhist, <clears throat> but I believe in all faiths. And I'm sure that's not even allowed. And I'm pagan. I believe in all of them. They are all, I, I pray Allah, you know, God, Jesus, all deities, every single one of them are valid and I believe in them. And they were with me when I walked into that courtroom like three years later, walking into that courtroom and facing him and saying, I'm not afraid of you anymore and you can't hurt me anymore. And everything with our son is actually on my terms. And I get to call the shots as to what school he goes to. I get to be in charge of his health, of his well-being. You know, he gets a slither of time with him. And I believe because that is what is best for Leo, to have that relationship with his father, even if it's not the best one. And I tell you, just, it takes all the courage and bravery in your heart. You are tested to the hilt. Because when you put that faith and trust in whatever you want to call it, in spirit, in the universe, in justice, in God, Mother Gaia, whatever you want to resonate with, it does show up. It really does. 
and any situation that you've been thrown into, you can turn around. Believe you me. Look at Teal Swan. She's been abused in nearly every single fucking which way any person could be abused. She's gone through a lot more shit than me. And she's up on stage and she's speaking about it. I love her so much. <laughs> Regardless of what, uh, you know, there's always haters out there and, and, and all that stuff. But, man, for a woman to come through all the things that she's gone through and to be able to speak about it and to help other people. Hello, if you've just joined. Um, I've really, really got into this toxic relationships. So the reason why I've been see ya is because when we do our inner work within ourselves, we can absolutely put them behind us. And that was the feeling when I left court yesterday, I was walking along the path, it was like 36 degrees, the sun was smacking me in the face with the wind. I was listening to music on my headphones, walking along, just by the, walking along the train station. And I just thought, yeah, you know, I'm free. I am free. Nothing else matters. Money, bills, mortgages, all this kind of stuff, that's all flexible. It's all interchangeable. This, my spirit right now walking down the street, I am free. Me and my son are free. We can just throw those shackles away. Not any guilt, blame, shame, pain. They're all gone. We can just draw a line under it and put that in the past, in the background. And yes, I can say, tell my story in order to empower other people. But you know what? I don't have to read these reports anymore that brings up PTSD. You don't have to regurgitate memory after memory after memory. I don't have to keep screaming for help, for support anymore. I can stand on my own two feet now. I can move on with life exactly how I was before I met him. You know, in my own power again, free to create and for your business to go forwards and to whatever your passion is in life, just get on with life. And anybody else that comes into your life, whether they're a friend or a colleague or a, a romantic relationship, if they are not matching at that level of vibration, you can simply say goodbye. I know colleagues is a little bit more difficult. I'm just going to take a bite of this triple chocolate fudge cake Mm. that I'm eating to celebrate. Oh my gosh, absolutely amazing. Because it is important to recognize these things and to celebrate them and celebrate every single line of success. And I took the rest of the week off actually to process this, to honor this moment. So no matter what circumstances you're going through, whether it is a divorce, whether it's a breakup, whether you're in a toxic relationship at the moment and you're not sure how to get out. Now, I'm going to be setting up. A, a, <laughs> I've been instructed by my lawyer to do this. She wants to come on board to give free legal advice <clears throat> as a solicitor for anyone out there who's going through similar issues to set up a network to support each other because that's what this work is all about, right? We're here to help and empower and heal each other. I say heal each other in the sense that we're not fixers, right? <laughs> Going back to what I said at the beginning. But to know that you're not alone. You're never alone. And I'm telling you something, as an English person in Australia going through COVID, I was on the phone to the English embassy saying, please help me. I need your help because Australia isn't giving me any help and I'm English stranded in this country with a baby. And they said, yeah, but your son's Australian. We can't help you. 
And then going back to Australian government and saying, please help me, I've got an Australian baby who's a citizen. And they're going, yeah, but we can't help you because you're the mum and you're English. Like literally stuck between two worlds with no financial aid. How am I going to put food? I was breastfeeding at the time. How can I feed my baby? How can I even clothe him? Living off um, food vouchers, going to charities to try and help them pay my rent. You know, I managed everything lined up, everything lined up. I managed, like I said, I've got my job. I managed to to get the accommodation with the nun. I then arranged on the same day that I was, I arranged the removalist to come in and get my stuff out of there. I was accepted into a two bedroom unit. I can't tell you that moment of knowing we've got a safe place to go and live, me and my son. And it was just hours. But yeah, I was paying, paying rent on my own with, again, no financial assistance. And then COVID struck and closed my business down. I had no way of earning any money. So I feel like all of these things have happened to me so that I can pass this on to empower others and say, if, you, if I can do it, if I can do it with absolutely nothing, all I had to do, when I say all I had to do, I had to get up every single day and keep going, to keep getting in that shower, putting on fresh clothes and showing up, getting on that phone with a screaming baby in the background who wants my attention. I was sick and tired. I had to jump up and down in front of people, get into people's faces to the point of nearly going on TV to actually complain about my situation because I was so frustrated and sick of hearing what everybody cannot do for me and I said tell me what you can do for me <laughs> I need to know what can you do and they would say what service do you want and I'd say all of them all of them I need any service you can give any help you can give us you know I was completely on my own and I never saw myself as a victim. I just had to keep problem solving and how do I get out of this situation? How do we pay the rent? How do we make sure we stay in this safe place? How do we make sure that we put food in our mouths, the minimum amount of food so that I can survive? Whether that meant ship food and in tins and whatever, donation food, it was food, right? To keep us going. And I had come from a privileged white background with a bit with a good education and a time when I was buying organic vegan stuff. You know, it was a very big come down and reality check. But I'm not there anymore. And I have got a three bedroom house with a really cool car and two businesses that I'm growing. And it's all because of the spiritual work, the spiritual faith and trust. And it has been so hard but it is worth it, everybody. And remember, being stuck in a toxic relationship, not only is it destructive to you, if you have children, it's destructive to them, but you're also facilitating your abuser. Now that's taking this to the next level of psychology here. When we stand up to an abuser and say no, we are giving them the opportunity to work through and realize their stuff. Now it's up to them if they want to do that. My ex never will. Never, ever, ever. 
and I'm sorry to say it'll probably be till the day he dies and takes his last breath that he might just get it and he'll be reincarnated and he'll come back again and again and again in the next lifetime until he does get it. And I, for one, as much as I love this life, <laughs> do not want to come back again. I, If I come back again, I like to be reincarnated as a cat. 100% a cat with very rich people. So I can just sleep on the bed and purr and get fed, maybe go out for a little run <laughs> and come back and sleep again. Very, very happy with that. Thank you very much. Um, and the fact that you can walk away from chaos energy. And I want to give you this beautiful illustration, um, which was real and it's very metaphorical. And it was last week when I was recycling myself up for this court. And I did like one session, I did 20 minutes on the boxing pads. You know, I was really like, oh, I have a tiger, I really focused, I was feeling really strong. And another day I was on the treadmill. Now, I had recently dated somebody who was still just as toxic as my ex, if not a thousand times more, because he was under the guise of spirituality. So a spiritual narcissist is worse than your average everyday narcissist because they know even better the hooks and the language to draw you in. And you you really want to believe in them and go, no, 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 you know, they're doing the work, they're saying all these things. But mamma mia, oh my gosh, the things that were coming out of his mouth and my intuition was going off. After two or three days, it was going off. It was like, get away from this man. He is bad news. He is dangerous. Now, picture me. I'm on the treadmill. Beautiful sunny day. I'm looking out the window. I've just said goodbye to this guy. I'm, I'm running and I'm running as fast as my little legs can carry me. My heart is beating as fast as it possibly can, especially being at the age of 42. And I was, I was thinking, I'm done. I want to leave all this behind me. I'm done with these toxic people, these toxic relationships, this chaos fucking drama. I'm done. I'm running away from it, literally running away from it. And I, can, I was imagining this person standing behind me, as well as my ex. It's like after this court is done, that's it. See you later. I'm running away from you. And what I'm running towards, I had in my head the words stability sensibility, reliability, consistency. That is what I'm looking for in my next partner. And that is what I need to show up with myself in the relationship with myself first, before I can meet that person. Yeah, you see how that works? So becoming the person, becoming the partner that you want to draw in. You know, sticking to my own boundaries and setting them. Being consistent with my actions and my words. Having that calm centeredness. Run away from that chaos drama. Sometimes it can come under the cover, or it's, it's, it's undercover. Oh, sorry, I'm saying words out. It's under the cover of exciting. You know, and we all know that when we're young and it's very lusty, it's the bad boy image, they're exciting. But really, that's just danger. It's drama. It's danger. It ain't good for us. Run away from that, lovelies. Run towards what is wholesome and healthy and light. That's what we give to our children. And that's the role models we need for our children. 
We do not need a toxic narcissist who is absolutely full of themselves. No, thank you. I've just gone through court with one of those. <laughs> I'm not going to go and pick up another one. And that was another reason why the universe sent that person into my reality. Or that's another reason why I drew them into my reality. So that I could identify them, confront them, and say, get fucked. Excuse my language. But when you can identify them and you've already been in a relationship with them, it's so much easier to define them and to see them. And it's very clear. And you, it's like, I, I literally, he would say something and my brain was going, that's a hook. He'd say, he'd say to me, I'm very fragile. Please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm like, that's a fucking hook. I'm not saying that to you. I, I feel like I'm fragile sometimes. I'm very vulnerable. I could say don't hurt me, but I wouldn't do that to you because then you're asking the other person to change a behavior around you. Do you see how subtle it is? And there are all these subtle things creeping in. And when you clear that up, you clear it up, clear, 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 and your energy is clear and vibrating high, that's when you attract in exactly the same resonating with you, the soul that resonates with you, clarity, light, wholesome. That's going to show up, man. They're going to show up and, sh and give you commitment. They're the ones who are going to make you a cup of tea in bed. They're the ones that when you show them all the love and support in the world, they get it and they return it. That's relationship. When you're both giving in a beautiful way, when you are both committed to work through triggers. Yes, we're human beings. We're not going to get it right. No one's perfect. I'm not living in this dream world where you're going to find this perfect partner. But the difference is, if you can be man enough or woman enough to say, oh, what you just said then or what you did then, that just triggered me. But that's okay. That's my shit to work through. Maybe you can hold space and help me work through that. Can you help me work through this trigger? That's conscious fucking dating. Uh, sorry, not dating. That's conscious fucking relationship, right? And to identify, okay, you know what? I don't feel like that's my trigger. This is your shit here. So you know what I'm going to do? With all my love and compassion, I'm going to hold space. I'm going to hold space and provide what you need to work through this so you can heal yourself. Can you see how different that is? to saying, I'm just going to love you so much better so that I can heal you. And the other person taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. That's not the same thing. We're taking accountability and saying, this is my shit. I'm going to own it. But as I'm in partnership with you, can we work through this together? And you evolve and you grow and you enlighten together. And with dating in 2023 or 2022, however you want to look at it, um, it is ruthless and is interesting. And with each interaction with each person, I've just been talking to Elle about this, um, I said, we're getting clearer and clearer and clearer. It's brilliant. Every single person, and it gets quicker and quicker and quicker. You know, to the point where it's going to get to the point, <laughs> I'm laughing where you just sort of shake hands and meet someone and go, hello, oh, goodbye. <laughs> Because you just know instantly that your energy is not aligned. So there is hope. That's what I'm saying. There is hope at the end of the tunnel. There is a most beautiful, divine life which is lit 
up with light and love. And yes, it's easy for me to say because I'm not going through the trauma anymore. It's easy for me to say because now everything in my life is going right. It's easy for me to say because I've just gone through court yesterday. But do you know what? Yesterday in court, I was shaking in my boots. I was panicking. I just took the breath down into my belly. Everything that I had learned in my spiritual practice, all of that love and support from my friends, I held myself. I held my truth and I held faith that the right thing was going to happen today. And breathing into that belly, staying relaxed, and it felt I actually found myself holding my breath a few times in the courtroom. And my, it, my eyes did well up, and that was okay. As soon as they said my son's name, my eyes welled up because it was very personal then. And then, right towards the end, when they were concluding, and the judge said something really beautiful and the fact that well done to everyone for putting in all the work and um, the fact that we can now go home and say to Leo that we've, we've come to an arrangement and that this is going to be the best way forward for him. I just, and, and we had the best evening, <laughs> we had the best evening. And um, there's so much love and it does, it comes from all the trauma. It's, it's such a catch-22, it's a double-edged sword, it's a having to go through so much pain and darkness in order to experience so much joy and love. It doesn't seem right, but it is the duality that we are living in right now and it is what we chose to incarnate as in human beings on planet Earth. And whether you believe that or not, it is what it is. And you're still here and you are human. So that's what we get from spirit. That's what a lot of us in the community agree on. Um, we incarnate here it's in order to, to evolve or grow. And if we don't, we're going to come back again and again. So best get on and do the work now so you don't have to come back. <laughs> And it's worth it. It's just like studying for a qualification, you know? Get that certificate in your hands and all that hard work is worth it. All those late nights, all that stress, all those hours of learning, it's all worth it for that achievement. It's just like training for a triathlon, you know? Pushing my body to the limits and the hours spent and your brain having, it's the resilience in your brain that's actually built up with being determined to carry on. You know, everybody hurts after you've run for 20 minutes. You wanna stop, but you have to force yourself and train your brain to push past that. <clears throat> and then once you've done that over so many years, it disappears. So now I'll, I'll run for 30 minutes and love it. You know, and there's still moments, there's still moments that if I'm doing a sprint, you think, oh, balls to this, I just wanna go home. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to run anymore. I've had enough of running. But you still push through because you know it's going to make you stronger and fitter and healthier and give you a better quality of life. And endorphins. And the fact that I just love that feeling of sprinting, you know, and pushing myself. It's exactly the same thing. So I'm wondering how to conclude this and wrap this up. Um, Nayram, is there anything you'd like to ask that maybe I can answer? 
I can put up to spirit and kind of say, what's your take on this? Because the messages do come through pretty clearly. So just type in our box if there's anything you'd like to know, anything you'd like to hear my view on. And um, actually, my lawyer loved this post that I did. So you'll find it on the Sacred Love Queen. Um, did I put it on here? Yes, it is. The Sacred Love Queen. I'm on Telegram. If you have a channel, because uh, if, if you're on there, then I can subscribe to my channel or Instagram and Facebook. I'll just read this out to you because this was inspired by a beautiful artwork that was sent to me. And it's fundamentally a man and a woman hugging. And then the woman is just kind of melting into the man and feeling really rested and assured. So I wrote this. And gender identification aside, this is just very basic man, man and woman. We can translate that to feminine or masculine. What every woman wants is to feel safe enough to express her deepest, darkest, and innermost fears, apprehensions, doubts, trauma, despair, pain, and hurt. So it is released and transmuted, transmuted into love, to be seen, to be heard, to be held without judgment or persecution, without risk of having her words used against her later on, her softness to be cherished, her vulnerability honoured for courage to open up, for her wounds to heal and repair. Showing up in conscious relationship is hard. It requires compassion, patience, capacity to work through your own triggers, strength to hold space without your own stuff or ego interfering, respect for the other person's boundaries and limits, and commitment to stay. Yes, it is reciprocal, and the feminine is usually holding space for the masculine, giving to each other to evolve, grow, develop, and transcend. It is relationship that shows us the work we yet need to do. It is confronting, but it's also bloody beautiful. Your relationship with yourself is important always, but it is with another that your shadow is in the spotlight. Let your insecurities show up and be cleared. Let yourself be loved to receive wholesome, supportive affection. Be gone to toxic dramas of chaos and revel in the embrace of unconditional, pure love consciousness. This is the teaching of real Tantra. So I'll leave you with that beautiful note because it is about honouring and seeing and holding each other and that's intertwining masculine and feminine. We both have each other within each other the masculine and feminine within each other right and we all need help and we all need support and I've had to get up in people's faces and shout to the hilt and say I don't care what you think of me I need your help I've had to swallow my pride I've had to learn what humility really is and say I need your help and you know what the amazing thing is people who I have least expected have shown up and they have helped and there has been so much love and support in my life. It has dumbfounded me. And people who I thought would be there have not been. And people who I thought were just on the peripherals, man, they fucking showed up. And in so many different ways, whether that's supportive words of encouragement, 
whether that's driving for two hours just to come up and hold me whilst I cry, you know, whether that's just this constant energy of love, they have shown up. And I now know that I'm never alone. And even when we're alone, we're never alone. <laughs> and I tell you what, I also drew these amazing cards the night before court. The one that jumped out was Holy Spirit. And I felt like you can't get any bigger or better than that, right? Expect miracles. And I also drew Mary Magdalene, which I really resonate with. I really love Mary Magdalene. Then I was thinking of Kali, the Hindu goddess Kali. I work with very closely in my tantra work. Ah, could you believe I drew the Kali card? Just like magic. So those who don't do cards, it's so hard to describe how powerful they are. And you do, it's right there. So Kali Ma, she's, she's my goddess, she's the one. And um, also another one, I can't remember her name, Yuko Ono. Um, she's the goddess of, she's a Japanese goddess of stillness. So I've, I struggle with that, but that's the stillness where we find the peace, you know, within us. So when we are going through this trauma and this difficult work, really find that place of stillness. And it's difficult when you're exhausted. I really get it. But try and make time for that each day, whether that's a meditation, whether that's a walk in nature, whether that's simply just sitting still wherever you are. You can be on a busy train, just close your eyes, connect in with yourself, deepen your breath, and just grab that moment of stillness, relish in it. Absolutely. Imagine that you're floating on a lake, completely still lake, completely safe. Your temperature is perfect. Nothing to do or see. You can simply just be. And that is the key. And I'm a poet and I don't know it. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, um, Nairam, for being here and um, sending so much love out into the universe because it really is received back a thousand million trillion fold you know be mindful of your thoughts and actions because every single step you take that screams self-worth and unconditional love for yourself is being echoed throughout the realm throughout the cosmos beyond our solar system right i want you to really expand your minds when i say cosmos i really mean the cosmos and transcending time and space and lifetimes ancestors before um, and after us that's the that's the power of the healing that we're doing this is the grand scape of this this is not just about our little tiny lives on planet earth it is and it isn't the ripple effects goes out into the entire universe and collective consciousness. So every time you make that step, no matter how hard it is, it feels like you're walking on nails. When you're doing it with the intention of love and for the better for everybody, for the best of everybody, you don't even feel those nails. Is that a good analogy? <laughs> I'm going to get stuck into my gorgeous chocolate mousse, my triple chocolate fudge cake now and continue celebrating that the light won over the dark again and it's going to continue happening and this is the tipping point of our human existence and um, there's lots of different theories out there on that so i'll leave that with you to see what resonates with you 
but I really want you to open your minds up to the fact that this really is bigger than than us. This is the collective consciousness. This is our future generations coming through. This is part of our evolution. And there is no coincidence <clears throat> that so many relationships are falling apart and that there's a lot of conscious people out there and we're single because we're doing the inner work. It's, it's like the divine feminine has gone, enough. You guys can't fake it anymore. You can't pretend and it's not okay. So pull your socks up, <laughs> accept that it's taught you the lessons and move through it. Okay, I say that with as much love and compassion as you can ever imagine. I believe in you and you are strong and you deserve to be in the most beautiful, committed, divine, conscious, wholesome, loving relationship with yourselves and with one another. Mwah. Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti. God bless.